Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. And I've got my very, very, very good friend here, the Oakland-nominated podcast co-host, my good friend Will. Will, how are you this evening? Doing all right, Tom. I feel like I need a swanky nickname. Well, here, high five, Tom. And you know, the Wizards faithful know me as William Mercier Jr. But I mean, that is my name. That's what I mean. That's that's what the government knows me as. I mean, sh- should I be like down low, too slow, Will? Like. Since you're high five, I don't um, know. You know, my my buddy uh, showed it to Travis in the wrestle special, nicknamed Faith Fist Pump Faith. So, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I think we'll we'll come up with a nickname. It's up to you. Ooh, the Brewers are winning four to one. And uh, shout out to Corbin Bur- Corbin Burns and uh, the Brewers today for doing the first game of my doubleheader at two hours and twenty minutes. Which is nice, so Will and I could actually record somewhat on time this week. So, but uh, yeah. Before we uh get into your nickname, Will, and we uh dive into our question, dishonor. How was uh how was your week? My week was good. I got my new. I'm not wearing it tonight. I'm wearing my my Adam Page shirt. But I did. You just get. I actually forgot all about it because I ordered it. It feels like forever ago, but I got my new shirt from uh, Falcon Arrow Apparel, nice. which is the new store that the In Brightest Day guy does. He did the uh, the mock shirt I have that's like the MTV logo, and I've got a handful of uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend shirts because I mean his shirts were obviously better than what the E put out, but you know that's typical. Yeah. So from that, and uh, yeah, I mean that's I don't do a whole lot. So, well, you watched Ring of Honor. I did watch some Ring of Honor. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, Will, don't let me forget to mention uh, that. Well, this is coming out on Saturday, but we're recording on Thursday, but um. Faith and I are going to our first ever alternative polka fest on Saturday. That's cool. I'm missing out on Ramstein at uh in Boston on Friday night. My friend has tickets that he's trying to to to, to part ways with. And if, and I remember, have you seen them? I have the DVDs. I've I haven't seen any of their. Have you seen them in person? No. I haven't either. I'd like to. It's on my list. I I would have loved to. Been one of my favorite bands for a very long time now. Sorry, I move on. And we just got a British Titan shell. It hurts for two. Like with um, I'm embarrassed to say with Rammstein, I don't know much about them after their Do Host album, which is I know not even the name of the album, but it's not. Uh, the album is Saint So. That is a it is a very good album. I would say that's their sound changed after that album. I'd say there's kind of like. Because uh, uh, and Sansook kind of had that mid to late 90s kind of more industrial sound where like the guitars are very like the tone is very pitched, it's kind of pitched a little higher. The, the drums are very much electronic drums. Yeah. So, so you have the first two albums and then. Uh, they did Mutter, which kind of had some aspects of that still, but that was starting to lean away from the more industrially sound and starting to sound more like a, a heavier 
yeah sound and then rise Riza onward has just been heavy stuff hmm. they still have keyboards and stuff but it's not necessarily as a prominent feature hmm. I didn't love the newest album a lot of people really liked it it was okay it didn't it didn't do a whole lot for me yeah because their live shows are supposed to fucking rip it's amazing uh if I highly recommend if people can find I mean it's crazy to see because I mean people talk about now like the amount of stuff they like bring around with them to do the whole stage show but even if you go back and you watch Live House Berlin which they only had two albums worth of material at the time but it's still like they're playing stadiums they have all the pyro they have like place is packed yeah for a band that had two albums wow hmm but yeah. if people can find their i my favorite live one is their set from the Volkerball dvd which they did from uh names france okay that's a that's a killer set Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely one of those bands I definitely got to dig into one of these days. So, I used to listen to a lot of stuff like that. So, your the Rammstein, KMFDM, uh, Megahertz, Ice Pressure. Yeah, I don't know. All my boys are super into Skinny Puppy. I just I couldn't do Skinny Puppy. It just wasn't my you know. I've heard, heard of a Skinny Puppy. puppy. What's that? I've heard of a skinny puppy. Yeah. I also now need to make sure that that's the band I'm actually thinking of. You know what I mean? Wouldn't be the first time. They're very Rammstein-ish. But I think they're skinny. English. Um, yeah, like Front 242. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love Ministry. Ministry is one of my all-time favorites, so... You know, Ministry definitely went more metal towards the end, which, I mean, I'm okay with, so. But they started off super disco. My sister saw Ministry, like, in 1985. And then I came in with a Ministry shirt. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because they were a lot different in 1985 than they were in 1991. So, they're, like, 83, so. Oh, yeah. Um, But other than that, I do, I'm going to put myself over, besides the alternative polka. Um, I did first hear my first hip hop polka song um, on the radio. Unfortunately, I did not write down the name of the band. Uh, but Fist Pump Faith and I last Thursday, after we recorded, will uh, went to AAW's Destination Chicago, and I uh, went my good friend Perch, my good friend Trent. Uh, you know, both members of the AAW roster. But it's a banger show. Um, I, I, if anyone. Obviously, all weekend was bananas. We know what happened with the fucking media scrum, but there's wrestling everywhere. But check out Josh Alexander versus Masha Slamovich uh, for the Impact title at Destination Chicago. Oh, that's uh, oh man, I, I should have totally talked about the concert I went and saw that same night. <laughs> I totally forgot. I, I thought it was longer ago than last week. Um, yeah, I mean, check out that show. Um, we had a great time. Uh, fuck North Chicago and their goddamn street parking um, and their goddamn traffic. Um, yeah, it was a great show. Faith had a great time. Uh, my boy Matt Fitchett lost the title, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out Josh Alexander versus Masha Slamovich. But, Will, do you want to tell us about the concert you were at while I was in Chicago at Boston Wrestling? I mean, I'll echo some of your earlier statements about the street parking and the traffic. Uh, it was Boston College Move-In Day. So it took me, first of all, an extra 45 minutes to get down to Brighton. And then another half hour circling to find a parking space. Which I finally found a half mile away from the venue, parking in front of a high school. Yeah. Because down that way, it's all residential. Like If you're not parked like on the street in front of whatever you're there for, it's like all residential and permit parking. Do that's fucking that's weird. Yeah, we ran into the same exact thing. So um, I sadly missed the Callous Dow Boys 
Oh, it's it was kind of funny. So as I was walking, like I was set, like I had missed them. Yeah. And then I was walking and I heard what sounded like a cryptid deer or something. I'm like, damn, I'm already missing like the second band, but I'm like, the sound's not coming from the right way. So I'm gonna just keep going. I got to the door to the venue and heard them say, Boston, we've been the Cal's Dow boys. We'll be back soon. So it's like when I say I missed them, like I missed them. I just missed them. I, yeah, it's it. Um, so like I talked about, Faith got an awesome promotion at work. Uh, so I was gonna take her to our favorite Malaysian, uh, Malaysian slash Indonesian restaurant, which is probably about. I mean, you know, I Google mapped it. It's only fifteen miles from the venue. Um, but of course they were close for lunch by the time we got there. So we went to the Japanese market and we got our bocce sweat and had dinner there. Um, dude, it took me from the time we left the market to park my fucking car drive 15 miles was like almost two hours. Tom, I I have to interact with Boston. I, this is fun. So maybe it's because I was raised a Yankees fan, but there's just something about Boston that just, I just, the notion of being in Boston just makes me see. Leaving Boston is always beautiful. Like you come up, like you go on the bridge and stuff and all the time yeah. to split up. And it's so nice to leave. Because like, even the traffic leaving doesn't feel like as aggressive as the traffic going in, but getting in. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's, I mean, yeah, we were in two different time zones going through the same exact thing. (laughs) You know, it's almost like uh, we were meant to do this world. So I, I talked to Brittany on the phone and she's like, you're supposed to let me know. When you got there, I'm like, well, I'm not there yet. I mean, it's there. I see the, the building. I drove around it six times. Because they kept looking at parking garages. I'm like, there's got to be parking garages. And it'd be like, it'd say, oh, it's 0.5 miles away. But then I'd pick it, and it's like five miles away. It's like, is it 0.5 or is it five? Because it's a little bit of a difference when I got to walk. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I said, I happened, uh, happened upon a high school. It was like, a you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're just out of the downtown area. It's like there's no sign saying residential or whatever. There's no like meters or anything, but it's like it's part of a school. There's like spots like yeah painted so that there's spots on the street, but it's like I'm looking around, there's like nobody else like parked down here. It's like only a half mile from the venue. Now, do, do they uh, do they just take it or do they tow or do they boot? So I asked the people working at the venue that they didn't even know there was a high school down that way. <laughs> so they said that worst case would be a ticket because they don't tow unless it's marked that they will tow. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, so yeah, the only kind of like warning was it was like a like a street cleaning notice, like. So like twelve oh one a.m. to whatever you're not supposed to be parked on the street, and they're like, yeah, don't worry about that. That's no, they don't clean the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you're in. I mean, because for us, like we were like I'm in the show, having a great time. I'm with my better half. She's having a good time, uh, hanging out with friends. But in the back of my mind, we're worried like, is my car gonna get towed? Like I don't give a shit about a ticket. I'll even take the boot. But if they fucking because it's a rental car. You know, and I got two wrestlers that are with me that I got to get home, you know, so I was like, God, but no, no ticket, no issues. Um, you know, so it worked out. I'm just, uh, I'm just glad. So, Will, when we uh, start our wrestling federation, we have to make sure that our place has fucking parking. Oh, yeah. Just saying. So. Um, Absolutely. So. Well, um, real quick here, Will, because, you know, we like to talk to each other, like, off air. Um, we're running a little lot of time here, but I uh, want to take our first vacuum Zoom break, and we'll be back, and uh, we'll get our Brendan's question to sign her. We'll, we'll get in, because we got a we got a lot to talk about tonight, Tom. We got a question to sign her. We got Ring of Honor TV, and we got caged hostility. Well, you know, we're just going, wow. Uh, so, cool. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple seconds, high-fivers. All right, high fivers and high flyers, we are back um, from our little fucky Zoom break. And uh, 
like we like to start off after a little bit of banter. Will and I like to do our uh, our boy Brundon. Make sure you're following Brundon on the Twitter machine, the Irish Misfit. Uh, also, winner of this month's uh, Patreon exclusive, uh, the Shining Wizards. Um, but Brundon's question of dishonor, Will, is um, what active eight active women in 2012 would you start a division in Ring of Honor? And uh, we will actually start with his list, uh, which is actually relatively similar to both of ours. Um, you know, if I was a professional podcaster, I would uh have this in front of me, but um, yeah, so uh, Brunnens are uh, Sarah Del Rey, Mia Yim, Gail Kim, uh, Mickey James, AJ Lee, Layla, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez, and my girl Candice Loray. Um, and I didn't know who Layla was, so I guess she was part of like cool with Michelle McCool and had a pretty decent run, so. Um, yeah, that is Brunnen's question of dishonor and, uh, his answer. Um, and obviously our, our, um, cause yeah, both Will and I, oh, actually Will, um, kind of went over the PWI top 50. Um, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't kind of go over it. I had to go over it. I wasn't <laughs> watching, I wasn't really watching any wrestling in 2012. So I, I was trying to like ballpark who yeah. was active when. So it's like, I've got a. I've got to get a list, but we, uh, we veered from the list because there's some names just pop up and it's like, Oh, what about that? Oh, what about that? So, um, uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, what's, uh, well, yeah, why don't you go through your list and we'll kind of discuss and I'll go, um, kind of my list. So in my thinking. All right. So this isn't in any particular order. Um, other than uh, my number one is Lufisto. She was the first one I had thought of. Uh, has history with Ring of Honor, I believe. Um, has has wrestled a match here and there. Obviously, in like those the early years, kind of like yeah, a handful of other people on our list. Um, so she was the first one that came to mind because it's like I'm pretty sure she was wrestling at the time. It's one of my favorites in the ring and out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, and then like like Tom just said, I pulled up the PWI Top 50 Female Performers of 2012 because I I needed a guy. And I think I, I think I put together a hell of a roster here, Tom. Yeah. I think uh I think Meltzer's got some stars to shake out for this roster here. <laughs> uh, so I've got Lufisto. I've got our PWI number one, Gil Kim. Yeah. We all had Gil Kim. I've got Current Ring of Honor, I guess, star, depending on how you feel about current Ring of Honor. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. We've got, I put down uh, Natty Neidhart. Yeah. I picked Jazz. I picked Allison K. I picked Asuka, and I picked Serena D. Yeah, and I will throw an honorable mention out to Mickey James because I did have Mickey James on this list. And then Serena Deeb crossed my mind, and it's like I wanted to build this to have banger matches. Yeah, so I've got you know Lufisto and Jazz are in there to be kind of like powerhouse players. I mean Mercedes is kind of could be a powerhouse, but she doesn't have necessarily like the size of like a powerhouse. Like Jazz and Lufisto are two very imposing figures in the ring. Yeah, and then I mean, just technical masterminds all around for the rest of it. I really wanted to put Leva Bates because Leva Bates was in the top fifty, but yeah. for what I'm building for this Ring of Honor, I wanted to just have like clinics every match. Yeah, um, this is like Women of Honor Wednesdays, like when they were winding down. Like that's the kind of that's the caliber I wanted. Yeah, and I kind of went um all over all over the place in my list, kind of with with and some. It was tough because, like I said, I and I did this with with upside, not what they would do eventually. Um, but the second Brendan texted me, the, the two first names that came up to my list. Obviously, she's been on Ring of Honor, uh, but Sarah Delray. I mean, she is a fucking wrestling wizard. I mean, she is definitely the kind of person. 
Um, obviously, you can see what she's doing with NXT, um, but we've even seen her in the ring, you know, in 2012. Uh, but she's a fucking genius. I mean, and she is solely responsible for the, the women's division as it is. Um, but the second one, um, who I was surprised was not on the PWI top 50. Um, but the, the, my first favorite lady wrestler, uh, the one that got me into lady wrestling, and I will recommend, I can't remember the show, uh, but there is a PWG show with versus uh, Street Fight, No Holds Barred with the bu- Young Bucks. Oh, like the Lego spots. Yeah. And, that, uh, that was uh, her and Joey Ryan against. Uh, I was not going to mention said name, but yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the first time I saw the, the thumbtacks in the mouth match. I mean, uh-huh. that's, I think it's just, despite the the negativity that now surrounds Joey, Joey Ryan, I mean, there's articles written about that match, about yeah how important that match was for women in wrestling, for intergender wrestling, for, I mean, Candace and PWG never shied away from throwing down with the boys anyway, but I mean, yeah, she took a lot of abuse in that match. I mean, she actually yeah, had T-shirts. There's there's legendary pictures. Um, it's all over the place. Um, yeah, and like I said, I mean, yeah, maybe you were Mister Smarky the McSmarker pants, but I mean, Candice Ray is the only. I think she's the only female I can I know of right now. Uh, that's actually participated in the Battle of Los Angeles for PWG. Um, this match was fucking legendary. I mean, probably PWG does have that kind of negative connotation of there really aren't women besides Candice Delray or. Uh, yeah. Candice, yep. What am I? Yeah, you know. Sorry, keep going, Tom. Um, but yeah, Candice, she she's literally my first um when I got back into wrestling. So I mean, and it's a 2012. I mean, she was. I mean, she's already five, six, seven years. Um, you're definitely building her on her upside. Um, in this one, um, she's 20 years old at the time, but definitely this is kind of building towards the future. But Paige. Paige was the other woman that got me into women's wrestling. I mean, when I turned on Raw and I saw her battling Charlotte Flair, I'm like, awesome. Um, and I know she's only 20 years old, you know, in here, but the upside is ridiculous. Um, then the next three I've got are all kind of seasoned vets that could we can really build a vision. Um, but all Will had his list. But yeah, Gail Kim, I mean, best women wrestler in the world, 2012. I, can, I don't think that can be argued. Mercedes Martinez, another tough as fucking nails. But smart as a fucking whip wrestler, and Serena Deeb. I mean, Serena Deeb. Yeah, now she's getting her flowers, but she can fucking go. Um, you know, and shout out to my girl Sierra. She actually wrestled Serena Deeb again last week. On um, I don't think it was on Dynamite, but it was on Dark. So shout out to Sierra. Um, but yeah, and then Asuka. I mean, people. We probably there are probably a lot of female Japanese wrestlers in 2012. Um, you know, I know stardom was a thing back then, uh, but they're not, you know, getting the pub that they should be. Uh, but yeah, Oscar was wrestling in 2012, and it's another person you can build this on. Um, and then my last one, like Will's got, is, is Natty Neidhart. I mean, she's got brain for the business. Obviously, she's bred into it. Um, and she's definitely the kind of person you can uh, build a, a women's division on. And then my honorable mentions are um, Allison Kay, once again, the fucking technician. Uh, the brains, uh, the badassery, um, and this is, might be kind of a surprise, but one of my personal favorites, uh, Jessica Havoc. Um, you know, I didn't really have any big ass beaters in there, but Jessica Havoc, um, and she's also a sweet human being in the real life. Um, and then another one, some upside, uh, that worked really hard was Taya Valkyrie. So, I mean, yeah, she was, you know, she was in Mexico at the time, and she was kind of just cutting her teeth, but. You know, a lot of upside. So I think uh I think we built a pretty awesome women's division between the three of us. So it'd be kind of fun to book a book a tournament for the first Ring of Honor women's champion in 2012 with that, but uh maybe we'll do that. Well, I mean, how many total people because you had so there's gonna be like what twelve of them? Because we, we had like four or five or so that were we could um we could do a we could do a bracket do a bracket put up some polls. Yeah, I finally know how to do that, but yeah, maybe we'll I do mean, that. Yeah. If if only we knew people that have have done such a thing. Gosh, who would I know that's done something like that? Will 
Hmm. I don't know. But if you have questions about wrestling stuff, you can join the Shining Wizards Discord. It's free. And we, we talk about everything. We, we You want to talk about shit in your pants? You know, you can talk about that. You want to talk about music? You want to talk about some Can-Am Express? Matt was, Matt was gushing over some Can-Am Express. And well, he should be. Jesus. I mean, there was recently, you know, Chit chat about Perry Saturn because of last last week's episode. The Perry Saturn was a fucking beast. The Eliminators were. I've only seen the one match from that, like the first ECW pay per view. Yeah, um, yeah, Perry Saturn's a beast, but yeah, that'd be fun. We should figure something out. So, Brandon, I'll text you. Um, but shout out for the question. Um. See, what yeah. would be really cool is if I was savvy enough and my computer actually could handle it, would be to, like, Photoshop, like, a graphic of, like, all of these guys, like, in 2012. Yeah. And, like, kind of build, like, the, the graphic, like, here's, like, if we were to, like, fantasy book our rosters, it's like, all right, here's our, here's Will's Ring of Honor, here's Tom's Ring of Honor. Yeah. We'll see. I, mean, I know some people, so we'll ask around. So, you know, we're still we're still learning this podcast thing. So, um, yeah, but yeah, shout out to Brundon. Thanks again uh, for the great question. And uh, hopefully this is a topic that we uh, discuss more. It'll be interesting to see if any of these names actually pop up in Ring of Honor in the future. So we'll see. Um, well, I mean, in the future, I mean, um, in the next couple of years. So. Yeah, I, neither I, of, I, neither of us uh, picked Maria. No, um, you know Maria did stick her butt in my wife's face the other day. That was pretty funny, but damn, good um, for me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Will, Tom. So, uh, this is episode one point three seven of Ring of Honor. We are going over Ring of Honor Television fifty one. Do you believe there's been 51 episodes of TV already, Will? Oof. Original air date September 8th, 2012. Um, What's up, Baltimore? Yeah, let's <laughs> just get it. Will, where we are. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we say it all the time, but shout out to Baltimore, man. Uh, the Burns, they really got some mileage out of that place. Um, there were some things uh, that we'll discuss here in this opening match that I'm not gonna lie, actually really irked the shit out of me. Uh, but well, you know, I don't want to do that soapbox, but um we'll talk about that in a second. But um will we start off with uh some highlights from last week and our boy Scum, Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs, uh announcing that because uh Rhett Titus and Carly Haas did not find partners and became a team, uh they snuck in and uh they made the announcement and they uh they mentioned they told Cornette. If they lose even one match in this tournament, they'll they be out. Player from Ring of Honor. Um, and then we get clips of them and the Bravado Brothers. And man, I mean, yeah, from the clips, man. I mean, it looks like they handed the Bravado Brothers their asses, which they pretty much did. So they they cut that together really well. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, a little teaser of a future episode. I was pissed because once they announced that. I knew the Bravado Brothers were going to lose. And I was pissed because the Bravado Brothers would have been wrestling CNC Wrestle Factory next. However, Will, my friend, next week we'll be going over caged hostility. Which are, we, are we talking about it next week? I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could read you the text message I sent. What the heck? You expect me to be able to read? <laughs> Um, but a little preview, uh, the Bravado Brothers and CNC Wrestle Factory do meet up in North Carolina, and it's a fucking banger. And and where? North Carolina. North Carolina! There you go. So that was a horrible Justin uh, Roberts impression. So. That's right, Justin Roberts is horrible anyway, so. <sighs> I got no beef for them, but. Uh, but then, Will, we cut to Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis, and we're getting another match in the time, uh, the tag team tournament. This was a, um, I, I like this opener. Briscoes against Blackout. Oh. Um, and it was just announced uh that the Briscoe brothers are wrestling the Lucha Brothers um for uh, Warrior Wrestling, right? 
and there's a slight chance that I might be in attendance for that. Did um, you ever track down and watch their House of Glory match? No. I should. Don't let me forget that, because I will. You'll have to watch it in anticipation of the next one. Yeah. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, uh, because your boy Hi-Fi Tom sucks at um, time management, didn't get to do a lot of research on Blackout, but I know he will. You know a little bit about these guys, right? So, so G- only from what they talked about on commentary, but team of Blackout is Ruckus and Black G's, who you can now see wrestling for NWA. Okay. So we don't know what happened to Ruckus? Um, I didn't do any research on it, Tom. You're asking way too much of me. Oh, I just show up to sip seltzers and pretend to know what I'm doing. But yeah, I did. I did appreciate. You know, shouts out to Ruckus. They said he used to be like over 300 pounds, and now this man's doing handsprings and stuff. Dude, yeah, they they fucking killed it. Um, they did look really good. They looked like a great team. They said that they had wrestled. The Briscoes outside of Ring of Honor, so they they are a team. They are a team that have wrestled each other, and you could t- you could tell, you know, there was definitely good chemistry here. Oh, so. yeah, and there was there was a respect there. Uh, it wasn't a handshake per se, but there was a, a low five, if you will. Yeah. Um, but this is where I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm trying not to make the show political. I'm trying not to get out of soapbox. Oh, jeez. But I could have done without the humongous fucking Confederate flag right in the front row. I mean, that's... And the camera's putting it over. You know, I mean... I get it. The Briscoes, though, it's, it's it was a big part of their thing. It's like Pantera, you know, your spit and skull you got your flag and it's all damn boys and pantera i mean you know i get it but you know call me call me mr fucking wolf whatever i just every time i see one it makes my stomach turn and they're wrestling blackout not trying to be this guy but of all the teams that they're wrestling uh, i just do i just didn't like they put it on tv so much i and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Will. If I saw it in 2012, I might turn it off and not come back. Tom, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even notice the flag. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It was... Because um, I don't really pay attention. Joke's on you. And, this was a hell of a match, though. This, yeah. was, this was a great opener. Um, yeah. Hard-hitting as fuck. Um, you know, Black G's getting a little cocky, cost him the win. Um you know, and listen, Kevin Kelly puts it over the matches. It's a car wreck, and he was right. And then uh, in between the match, though, Will, we do find out uh, we have a death before dishonor ad. And uh, we've got Jay Lethal calling out his opponent, uh, which I think we mentioned last week, Homicide. I don't remember if we mentioned that or not, but yeah, I mean, that's – we got our carryover, you know, Jay Lethal, you know, not getting a title shot because he doesn't have the killer instinct. But yeah. he's going to be in the ring with a man whose name is Homicide. And <laughs> said, said Homicide does live the gimmick. So, um, but then we go back to the match. Uh, continues. And I love um, Kevin Kelly. He's got to tell people that Jake calls his brother chicken. Um, if you don't know that by now, I don't know what to tell you, but I, it made me chuckle. Um, uh, what was the line? He, he did like some kind of like crab walk on the ropes. And he did a dive and he missed. And there was something about like playing, like playing stupid or something like that. And he's like, well, he owns the role a little too much. <laughs> um, you know, and at this point, you know, it's it's our national shout out um, for Mark Briscoe. Dude is a national treasure. That's the bottom line. Love Mark Briscoe. I do, and he's a super nice guy both times I met him. So what they say uh, when he came down to the match, like, oh, he's got his teeth in for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like Will said, man, this match was a fucking banger. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Briscoes just got a little bit more experience and uh, a little bit more, you know, string search. Uh, Jay hits a sweet, awesome neck breaker, and that's one of the best froggy bowls I see Mark hit. That dude got some fucking air. You know, it looked like you jumped from the other side of the Chesapeake Bay. 
Uh, but then Kelly, um, then Kevin Kelly's like, well, you know, not every Da Vinci uh, painting was a masterpiece, but the Briscoes won. So Briscoes advance to a wrestle. They're wrestling. Uh, Rhett and Rhett and Host. Yeah. So the scum's got CNC. So let me ask you, Tom. Do we get Rhett and Haas to the finals of this tournament? Well, I don't know. With, with the news that we get later on in the episode, um, Shelton Benjamin's going to be at ringside. He is because he's going to, It's his suspension will be up. And Charlie Haas says he would, he needs to have his partner there because he doesn't care about Rhett Titus. Which is awesome, but. I don't know. I mean, because Rhett's down with the Briscoes, kind of. Um, that's a good Ali question. Alisa, so far as being against Scum. Yeah. Which we'll address next week. I don't next know. Week, next week, when we talk about Cage hostility. Um, I don't know. I. That's a good question. I have no idea where to go with this. There, it's the the, the storylines that are going in here are fascinating when you consider it's like they had the story about Rhett and Charlie Haas. We also have the scum story on the other on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, and I mean, I guess kind of a spoiler alert. I mean. I, we know later on that Jimmy Jacobs still performs with Ring of Honor. We know Steve Carino doesn't wrestle as often later on, but he does get a match here and there, and he is on commentary. Yeah. So know. we'll we'll see. Maybe they come. They'll even come back because it's like, what story are you sabotaging? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the right Titus and Charlie Haas one because I really don't think Scum's not going to win these tag titles. Yeah, it's... I... I think Shelton somehow is a difference maker. Helps Charlie Haas win. Not helps Rhett and Titus win. Helps Charlie Haas win. Yeah, just And Char then we get Haas and Rhett against Scum. Yeah. Or they'll swerve us and fucking Shelton jumps fucking Red Titus in the parking lot of NXT and can't Red can't perform it. Oh my goodness, the old parking lot. Yeah. Shout out to Roddy Strong. So hope he's okay after he got jumped in the parking lot last week on NXT. Worlds collide. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's I. I must say they kind of booked themselves into a corner, but you know we'll see if uh we'll see what kind of mastery Jim Cornette can come up with here. So, um. But after that, well, we get Mrs. Speedball, uh, Miss Veda Scott, who was also on the PWI Top 50 from 2012. She wasn't. She was number 50. You know what? You're still on the list. Yeah. I mean, shit. It's better than being 51. Um, but she's interviewing Truth Martini, our boy, uh, future guest on Ring of Honor Reverie someday. I'm just going to put that out in the universe. Um, but yeah. But yeah, Cornette's got a problem, and the solution's Rhino when uh, Rhino beats Dean. Uh, of course, Truth denies any issues with the House of Truth. But the any end of the day, Will, all you need to do is that Truth always outnumbers scum. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... So. I mean, they do. They have one more person. No, two more people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like each other. I mean, three if you count Truth Martini as being one of those people. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got Guardians... Well, we got no, we got not number by a bit. So we got Roddy, Elgin, Rhino, Guardians of Truth, and so, yeah, it's almost double. Don't forget the Guardians of Truth, Will. I wasn't, but I guess when you say there's three of Scum and there's six, that is outnumbered, outnumbered by by two, except for can they coexist? Yeah, Scum is a cohesive unit, so they are. Uh, but our next match will we get uh Mike said Mike Seidel, um rock and roll Mike Seidel, and I do have to chuckle that he's from Paradise City. Um, obviously we both know what that's. He is. He's a he's a yoga instructor. Yeah, 
brother to former uh, Ring of Honor champion, they said, Matt Seidel. Yeah. Um, Evan Bourne. Yeah, right. Wait, was Seidel Evan Bourne or was yeah. Alex Shelley? Okay. I always get Seidel and Alex Shelley mixed up, but that's just, you know, me and long-haired, flippy-do white dudes. So, um, versus Mike Bennett. And uh, like we talked about earlier, Bennett and Canales killed it at AEW this, this week. Um, and listen, Maria did stick her butt in my wife's face. So that was awesome. Uh, but we do have Brutal Bob on commentary. And uh, by Brutal Bob, I mean a very Boston-centric Brutal Bob. Um, I don't know if it's real accent. So um, Bob was pretty funny. He had his moments of goodness and stuff. Um. I had to crack up when he wasn't sure if the, the count out was 30 or not. Um yeah, but yeah, Mike, you know, Mike Siddell definitely gave it to Bennett. Um, but you know, but let's say like Brutal Bob said he's only working at 40%. That's all he's gonna need is 40% to beat Mike Siddell. Um but he gets a little cocky and pulls up side uh Seidel after he hits the um shit, what's his finishing move? The how um Whatever finishing his move, I mean, I should know better by now. But, um, but will what happens then? Mike Mondo comes out. Our boy, future guest of Ring of Honor, Reverie. Mike Mondo descends the ramp as Bennett is just kind of ragdolling Seidel in the middle of the ring. Mondo runs down, plants a. Big old Looney Tune style kiss on Maria, and then Bennett kind of chases him away. <laughs> like it wasn't that severe of a chase. He obviously wasn't trying to catch him that badly. Yeah, but uh, what he did catch was a count out, Tom, because he they ran to the back, leaving Maria at ringside saying, "Where are you going?" Yeah. Um, and I so, had to laugh. I don't know if you saw, but before uh. Before Mondo went behind the curtain to see him doing the push-ups, because yeah. it was so slow. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, Mike Seidel gets a win over Mike Bennett, so the Mondo Bennett feud continues. Um, spoons in the porridge, lots of spoons in the porridge. Uh, but next we've got our boy Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I'm going to use air quotes here in action uh, against future Kate Fury member. Uh, Mike Posey, uh, with R.D. Evans on commentary. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Ciampa destroys Mike Posey. Um, destroys this kid. Yeah. Um, deadlift power bombs this. Like, he, like, deadlift Liger bombs this kid. Yeah. I didn't even, like, put any notes. Just, like, he killed him. Um, just another, I mean, R.D. Evans says he now owns Ciampa. You know, maybe it's me being woke. Cornette's 2010 here, buddy. People don't own people anymore. Um, but whatever. I'm just picking nits. Um, but yeah, Chopper does Chopper things. But uh, what happens after that? Yeah, in commentary, Will, is we get a run-in from Prince Nod, and he beats down Artie Evans. See, this is one of the things that I kept rewinding because I realized I was missing things. I kept rewinding it, and I kept missing it. I kept rewinding it, kept missing it. So I gave up on it. But it's cool to know Prince Nana, the embassy lives. Yeah, the embassy, uh, he may be one member, but you know, I have a feeling we'll see the embassy in the, in the near future, hopefully. So, and uh, maybe Tony Khan will book. Uh, oh, wait, anyways. Um, but after that, Will, it's your favorite time of the week besides talking to me. It's ring inside Ring of Honor. Um, but we, this is where we do find out that Shelton is going to be backing up hot in his corner. Uh, we go over the final four of the tag tournament. Uh, we find out Jay Lethal's got a new attitude and he likes to kick people in the dick. Or Matt Taven. Yeah. And then, and, um, yeah. Hey, Jim, we, I got the killer instinct. Cheesy. Um, yeah, like yeah, Charlie Hoss kind of bookends this whole episode and, uh, he doesn't care about Rat after these two blah blah after these two matches blah blah blah. So, um, yeah, then we go to our main event, Will, Ooh. and uh, we get Michael sure with a new intro package. You see that? Yeah, Michael uh, getting against Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. 
because the winner of this match faces Mike Mondo at Death Before Dishonor for the TV for the TV title. Um, and not to be an asshole, Will, but I was very thankful we did not get another Adam Cole promo. Yes, Adam Cole, I know your promos will get better in the future, but this all shucks, Adam Cole. I'm not. But anyways, not going to pick a nets. Um, yeah, cu- guards, truth come out. Um, you know, obviously, Adam Cole is the breakout star of 2012. Uh, him and Elgin. Um, and we do get a code of honor. You know, Truth Martini said no. But I don't yeah. know Elgin does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the seed they're sowing, right? Elgin doesn't want to. Elgin wants to do stuff his way. Um, and are you going to tell Michael Elgin what to do? Because I'm not. Because you can break a man's body. You can break a man's spirit, but he is unbreakable. Um, this is 2012. That is the most like late 80s thing. Yeah, Cornet, uh, you are uh, you are something else. But um, you know, at the end of the day, Will, this match just really wanted me to see more. I know these two are going to burn down the house in the future. Uh, this was just a sneak peek. So, Tom, uh, did you want to see more because the match never actually ended? No. Um, but yes, we definitely did not get her, you know. Um, That's right, folks. This match went past the end of Ring of Honor TV. Maybe next week they'll show us what happened. But wait. this stuff stuff went down. Yeah. Wait, did you not get the end of the match? No, the hour of TV cuts off. This is we're out of time. Really? Yeah. Did you watch that Honor Club? Yeah. Because you so you missed the whole part where Elgin buckle bombs Cole into Sinclair and knocks Todd Sinclair out. Yeah, but then the melee continues. There's never actually like an end to the match. There's no like winner or loser declared. Oh, they never even called it like an oh. no. Oh, they the commentary said we we're out of time. Like this is just kind of breaking down. And it did. Oh, it did. There, there was scum. There was the Guardians of Truth. There was Rhino. There was stare downs and shoving and everybody. Everybody was shoving everybody. Lots of shoving. Um, yeah, basically the end of the end of the the quote unquote match. Yeah, Elgin uh, buckle bombs Adam Cole and Sinclair, and Sinclair is tossed out. Uh, and then the Guardians of Truth come in, put the boots to to Cole. Um, and Elgin, Elgin stops happy. him and says, "What the hell are you doing? This is my match." Yeah, and then Scum's out, comes out, fights uh, Guardians of Truth. Uh, then Roddy gets in and starts mouthing off. Or no. Nope. Yeah, Rhino, Rhino comes in first, right? Cause no, Steen comes out. Yeah. Yeah, so Steen comes out and him and Elgin have a little, like, stare down. So they're planting the seeds of Steen and Elgin. And also, get- it's kind of cruel of commentary to call it the Battle of the Bulge when there's Rhino against Kevin Steen. Yeah, I mean, they're fat shaming again, so. Um, yeah, but you do get an Elgin Steen stare down, and then we get a hockey fight between two Canadians. Then Rhino comes out, fights Steen. Then Roddy comes up, wants to beat up Elgin, or beat up Steen. And then Elgin pushes in, and then we get a push fight, and then they go, yeah, the RTV ends. It, um, it, it just, there's there's bodies everywhere. Yeah. Um, Pandemonium. Tom, you have to tune in next week to find out what happens after the TV after the credits roll. That's true. Um, and I have not watched yet because I am, yeah. Um, you know, that's that's a device that I'm surprised they don't use more often. Yeah. Remember how sick it was of that takeover when they flashed the little graphic in the corner and then Champa killed Johnny Gargano? Killed him. Like, straight up fucking murked him on TV. They're like, we're going to keep rolling. But the actual TV thing where it cuts off, like, we don't know what's going to happen. You got to you gotta watch next week. Murked him. Um, needs, it, could, should be, it could be used more. Obviously, it needs to be used tastefully. So yeah. that it's not like, oh, here we go again. They're not going to actually have the ending on TV. You know, we should probably earmark this because we're going to be funny if we're complaining about three months from now that they do it every week. Every week. Uh, but uh, real, real, uh, Will, real quick before we pull a train in the station here, um, like we always do, 
Um, you know, if you'd seen this uh, episode of Ring of Honor TV, uh, would you have tuned in next week to find out what happens? Yes. Would you have robbed somebody to take money to buy Death of Fortis Honor? Not uh, sure. Yeah. I might have been... Undecided. In- yeah, it's... Uh, Leaves a little bit to be um, desired here, but oh no, it wasn't that decent. I mean, the, the opening match was fucking banger. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, the rest of the episode was solid. I, I do looking forward to seeing Adam Cole and Michael Elgin in the future. Um, we know that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, all in all, listen, I mean, you know, like we talk about every week, Ring of Honor is at least maintaining. They're not yeah. bottoming out, so at least they're on on level. So, um. Death Before Dishonor is shaping up to be interesting. So Cole and Mondo is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Cole's still the champ. We don't know. Safe to assume, though, that this just kind of ends in a no contest. Yeah. See, I swear. I thought, yeah. See, Will, you were paying better attention than I was. So, And I didn't even take notes. See, that's the, the genius of my, my boy, Will, here. So, G- Genius is a word for it. I know. So... Um, well, Will, um, before let's say we pull a transition, is there, is there anything you want to put over here real quick? Uh, the one thing I will plug is next Friday, next Friday, I will be at, uh, Summer Chaos in Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Chaotic Wrestling. So, tickets are still available. It is a snug, intimate venue. Uh, hopefully there's not a fire because half the crowd's going to be stuck in there. But great space for a wrestling show. Nice. Well, speaking of which, yeah, GCW's are turning a little world-famous Lapika Lounge number three. I saw in- that. I saw GCW Milwaukee and like, oh, Tom's got to be there. I'm going to try. I don't know if I can get fucking tickets. This place only fits like a hundred people. Well, you're Milwaukee Tom. It's, I mean, I, I do know people, so this is this is gonna be interesting. Um, I yeah. feel like you, if you can't get a ticket, you got to find a way to like work the event somehow. Probably could. Like um, you got to you, you track somebody that's like, listen. How would you feel if I was the door holder for the show tonight? <laughs> you don't have to pee. You don't even have to pay me. I just got to be able to watch the show after I let people in the door. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, well, high fivers. Uh, thanks, everybody. But uh, tune in next week uh, as Will and I go over episode 52 of TV to find out what happened. Uh, but also Caged Fury. And I promise you, folks, it's going to be awesome. So, all right, high fivers. We'll talk to everybody next week.